0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Servant Leadership Institute podcast. We want to give you a shout out, all those people who are listening all around the world to this podcast. We're in this incredible servant leadership movement together. And we're just really excited about that. My name is Brian Malinsky, the digital media specialist for the Servant Leadership Institute. Our job here at SLI is to inspire and equip you along the way. So I want to remind you to go to our website, ServantLeadershipInstitute.com and sign up for our weekly servant leadership tips. They're a super helpful way to give you a servant leadership mindset on a daily basis. And don't forget to save the date for our next Servant Leadership Conference, February 19th and 20th in San Diego. And we kick things off with a great networking reception on the evening of the 18th, February 18th. The the other thing that I'd like to tell you about is that we have a new publication out, and we'd love for you to grab a copy. It's the Servant Leadership Journal, written by uh, our SLI founder and CEO, Art Barter. This is an 18-week journey to transform you and your organization, available now on our website and on Amazon.com. Today, we are doing a special Father's Day podcast, and with me today is my dad, Joey Malinsky, He has recently retired with a colorful work history from working in the tech industry during the boom of the uh, 1980s and 90s, then shifting over to be a motorcycle safety instructor contracted by the US military. Good morning, Joey.
1: Good morning, Brian. It's nice to be here.
0: So today, I would like us to go into more of the relational side of servant leadership, because with servant leadership, it's all about relationships. So to define servant leadership real quick, servant leadership is a set of behaviors and practices that turn the traditional power leadership model upside down. Instead of the people working to serve the leader, the leader exists to serve the people. When leaders shift their mindset and serve first, they unlock purpose and ingenuity in in those around them, resulting in higher performance and engaged, fulfilled employees. As servant leaders, our purpose is to inspire and equip those we influence. Now with that description, I was able to see some major parallels with what one needs to do to be a great parent. Servant leadership has a way of being relevant for your whole life and there are lessons learned in life that directly correlate to our nine behaviors that we teach at the, at the Institute. So first off, we describe servant leadership as inspiring and equipping those we influence to make a positive difference in the world. So, Joey, do you agree that as a father, your purpose is to also inspire and equip your children?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I believe that uh, as a parent, uh, you're the child's essential uh, learning vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's the opportunity to teach them a fundamental set of values, uh, the basics between what's right and wrong, um, how to be a good person, mm-hmm. and, and how to interact with other people. Yeah.
0: So I know personally that I always have looked to the parent as really being the first introduction of a leader in one's life. Um, so what, what do you really think about that?
1: Well, I tend to agree with you there. Um, Parents are uh, a child's first view of uh, really what life and interaction is all about. Uh, The parent's a role model. Mm -hmm. Uh, Children tend to mimic the behaviors that they see demonstrated from the parent. Uh, So one of the first really uh, reality checks for me as an adult and a parent was Realizing that everything that I did and said was going to be observed and scrutinized and to a degree emulated and repeated by my son. Um, sometimes that's a good thing when they see something you do and and, and they repeat it in, in, in a group of, of people. Uh, everybody gets a good chuckle. Sometimes it's embarrassing because they observed uh, a rather embarrassing behavior but uh, yeah we're, uh, uh, we're their first uh, we're their first viewpoint into what's going on in the real world out there
0: yeah totally I totally agree that you, you said it perfectly being the first viewpoint of reality or or you're you're really setting the stage for what values are um, and and how they're gonna look at the world for sure so going forward at this time, when, you know, when I was growing up, and when I was, uh, when I was a young guy, mm-hmm. um, you were working in the computer industry, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so what was your role um, right as you were kind of leaving out of that, uh, uh, out of that industry?
1: Um, as I was transitioning out of the electronics industry or, or high tech, um, I was in a managerial position. I was a, a services planner. Which means, essentially, um, when my company would come out with a new product, I had to develop the service plan for how that product was going to be supported after it was released. Um, So it's not managing people, but managing a product, but also coordinating how that product is going to be supported. I left that industry not of my own volition. one of the economic downturns and, uh, through mergers and acquisitions, et cetera, et cetera, that's all irrelevant. But, um, again, it gave me an opportunity to reevaluate, gee, what did I want to be when I grew up? Mm-hmm. Um, having spent basically 30 years in high tech from a technical, uh, aspect, uh, to also teaching, um, uh, being a technical instructor, uh, to being a, uh, organizational manager to being a product manager. Um, It allowed me to um, explore various uh, aspects of of the work environment. What I found that I enjoyed the most was basically interacting with people and helping them be successful at what they were doing. so when I left the industry, I kind of floundered around for a while. I was, I was not working for about 20 months. Um, couldn't get back into my chosen career uh, field, but um, that's when I decided to take a, a total leap of faith and go, okay, <laughs> let's try something entirely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the opportunity to um, uh, go into uh, motorcycle safety. And what I found was that it allowed me to engage with other people, um, do something I really love, because I'm a pretty avid motorcyclist, as you know, mm-hmm. and um, enable them to uh, succeed, overcome their fears, mm-hmm. and uh, experience something I was truly passionate about. So I, that's where I went.
0: Yeah, and that's perfect. I, 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 I really like what you were saying about um it it seems like regardless of what industry you're in what you really got you excited was being around people supporting people um allowing uh, within your position allow allowing other people to grow around you and that's something that we at the institute um really admire and really want to promote is that wherever you are um uh, with, within an organization, you have influence, you know, and and to be able to really like, um, uh, or to be able to have the opportunity to to really affect people. And now you went from just wanting to uh, support people in the ind- in the tech industry to now being an educator, mm-hmm. and and being a trainer, and really uh, making sure that people are safe when they're riding motorcycles, um, so that they can get their certifications, so that they can feel confident. Um, on the road, Um, well, that's just great.
1: Yeah, it's, of all the things I've done career-wise, it's probably been the most satisfying Mm -hmm. for me. Uh, It's just, it's a wonderful experience to see someone kind of come out of their shell and blossom. Uh, It's, uh, to use some of the terminology that you guys like to use at SLI, um, enabling empowering people to to be their best Uh, equipping them to succeed as opposed to uh, setting them up for failure
0: Mm -hmm, exactly
1: it's uh that's an important aspect of life
0: totally totally and so to go back to when you were in the, the the tech industry um I wanted to also see, so so I remember you kind of traveling around a lot.
1: Yeah, I did and, an awful lot of travel,
0: and having to be, you know, uh, having to have a pager on you all the time, mm-hmm. and you were pretty much on call um, for for big long periods of time. Yep. Um, how do you feel like that could have possibly affected home life?
1: Oh, that had a, a, a tremendous impact on my home life. Um, Uh, For the last probably 15, 20 years that I was in the industry, um, I spent half my time on the road. Mm -hmm. Um, As you pointed out, I was on call 24-7 with a pager and a cell phone, um, a home office. Um, So from, from that aspect and the impact that it had on my home life, there were a lot of your activities as you were growing up that I didn't necessarily get to observe or participate in strictly by just not being at home. And there were even times when I was at home that I couldn't be fully engaged in what was going on because business, uh, business came first. got to mm-hmm. pay the bills. However, um, it, it was still for me a wonderful opportunity because, again, I was helping people be successful, mm-hmm. uh, resolving customer issues, um, getting critical customers uh, up and running, uh, as rapidly as possible, um, keeping management informed of, of the progress of a, of a particular problem or issue, mm-hmm. and 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 going forward there, and making sure that the right people were engaged in the problem to be able to resolve the problem as rapidly as possible. Um, did I miss out on a lot of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would I do it over again? Probably. Yeah. Uh, I remember. I remember when you were little when I was doing technical support uh, when you were really little you uh, you thought that that was pretty cool that you know Dad could go in his office and and work on a customer problem that was thousands of miles away and fix stuff you know <laughs> from from the keyboard of his computer. It's like, "Gee, Dad, I really want to do that." But what was interesting was as you got a little older and you saw how much that detracted from my being able to be engaged with you and, and home life, um, it kind of changed your perspective on stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed kind of glamorous initially, but it's like there's a downside to that as well. Oh, yeah. And that was something I struggled with for uh, a significant amount of my uh, career was trying to balance work and, and family. Mm-hmm. It's a real struggle sometimes.
0: Yeah, definitely. A definite catch-22, it seems like, because you're looking at your family and going, I want to be able to provide as much as I can for them, so that requires me to, at this particular juncture in my life, be away from them because of how the business is set up. And, I mean, like you said, it was a booming tech industry. I mean, sacrifices do sometimes need to be made in order to rapidly progress that industry, so um, yeah, it's definitely a hard position to go go through for sure.
1: Do you remember how many times uh, you were, for instance, when you were little league playing soccer, where mm-hmm. I was physically at the game, but I had a phone stuck in my ear yeah. the whole time? Totally. And, and uh, so it's like there's you try to multitask and do and do multiple things mm-hmm. at the same time, and, and unfortunately, you don't do any of them particularly well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate for sure. And so to, you know, fast forwarding a little bit Mm -hmm. and going back into the relational side, I know that as I was growing up, the control of power and dominance uh, was in kind of contention in the household um, during my teen years. Um, How do you feel about that? and, And also, how do you... How did we grow as as father and son through this time?
1: Uh, it's interesting you should bring that up. Um, basically, I noticed it about the time you were in middle school, getting ready to make the transition from middle school and in, into high school. Um, you were going through what my, what my father used to refer to as the rutting buck syndrome. That's where uh, <laughs> fathers and sons tend to knock heads, and the... Son seems to think they have all the answers Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't particularly relish that time it was difficult because while I wanted you to to, uh, be your own person and develop your own personality um, the downside of that was that at times you weren't terribly respectful and we did have to establish some, you know, fundamental ground rules. It's like, okay, this is the way it's going to be. And, um, that's that. Uh, what it did do as far as our relationship growing was it brought me to the point where I needed to be very, very honest with you about things. Mm-hmm. And that was, I find, I found to be a, a real key turning point in, in our relationship. And, you know, one of the, uh, uh, one of the servant leader behaviors was uh, adding value to others. Straight talk. I don't think I pulled a whole lot of punches with you when you were a little.
0: No, uh, no, no, no.
1: Uh, I don't think I was abusive as a parent, but it was like, okay, well, gee, dude, this is kind of the way it is. And, you know, when you do this, this makes me feel this way. And when I do this, this makes you feel that way. Mm-hmm. So it was learning to essentially respect each other as a person, mm-hmm. which is a. Again another uh, servant leadership behavior serve first demonstrating respect mm-hmm. it's important to, to show respect for the individual
0: yeah definitely yeah and then so you know when when we were going through this I know that through those those periods I would I would want to say yeah from you know late middle school high school time and and right before I would go into college we had this Real turning point on, and these these pivotal years where we really s- stopped being um, merely father and son and started me- meshing our relationship into more of a friendship, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, can, can that relate to power leader changing to trusted ally and partner? and being a partner within an organization. I mean, I look at, at at the home life as your first introduction of having to be in somewhat of an organization because it is a group of people, um, you know, trying to main, maintain order and, and uh, you know, gain uh, profit, which is, you know, building relationship together. Right. Um, so, you know, where, for that, I know that you referenced one, was there any other big changes or big times where you felt, okay... I have now switched from father to friend here.
1: Absolutely. Uh, there, was a, there was a period of time when you were in high school where um, you were going through some personal crisis. You were you know, dealing with a lot of uh, stress factors and were going through some um, uh, panic and anxiety. And you know, we, we sat down one morning over breakfast after you'd had a, a pretty significant panic attack. And we talked about things, and I said, "Okay, well gee dude you're not the first person to ever have gone through this
0: which blew me away to and I that. related
1: it to the fact that you know I went through similar things excuse me similar things as as, as a child your age mm-hmm. at that time, and I think that was a significant turning point for us um, you realize I wasn't just the dad. Uh, Dominant disciplinary, and I was actually a person that could relate to what you were going through, mm-hmm. and um, we were kindred spirits more or less at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that was that was that was the turning point in our relationship. That's where we, uh, while we remained, you know, father and son, we actually started uh, bonding and growing closer together as as uh, individuals.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I, I find uh, I I completely agree. That was that was my my main turning point for sure. And we talk about this all the time, still, you know. And and it's you know years and years later, right? But it's this idea that you know you being the leader, um, and me being somewhat of the subordinate at that time. That you know kids that that's their role is to respect their elders and 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 stuff. You're 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 the main man of the household, but when When I was able to see you put down your wall and be vulnerable with me and confide in me um, in some real things that have happened to you either in the past or things that you were struggling with, um, I saw a more human side to you. I I could relate to that, and I think that that's really important for any leader, whether it's a leader in your household or a leader of an organization – the moment that they're able to realize that maybe the reason why these people are acting the way that they are towards me standoffish intimidated not wanting to confide information um, with me it may be because they can't really relate to me I mean they go into an organization and looking at at you and going okay the, that, that's the big boss coming in right when when that's really only one Part of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that is your position, but that doesn't mean that you aren't into guitars or, you know, building hot rods on the weekend or, you know, going to shows or going out and having good food. Um, just general human stuff, you know? Right. Um, so when I was struggling with all that stuff, the moment that you told me, hey, for one, you're not unique in this area, which being unique is very intimidating sometimes when you think that. You're the only one that's dealing with this, and you don't know who to talk to. The moment that you opened up and you said, "Hey, you're not only not the only one that deals with this," I've dealt with this directly, and this is how I have dealt with it. Um, and and yeah, we grew we grew tremendously in a very short amount of time. I think only within a few years, we just like our whole foundation of how we looked at each other completely shifted, which I will be always. You know, eternally grateful for. Hmm. Um, well, so that was awesome. Now, going forward, when you think of serving first, SLI's first servant leadership behavior, um, how has that looked in your life as being a father in your profession or in your professional life? I know that you were also talking uh, about about kind of sacrifice mm-hmm. as well. So, is there any other things that you think when you think of servant serving
1: first? Sure. Um, when, I was in, uh, when I was in the corporate world, uh, which essentially was based on the, on the power model um, or the power structure, mm-hmm. um, one of the first things that I learned was that in order for me to be successful as a manager, um, the people that reported to me needed to be successful. So one of the first things that I did was to meet individually with these people and say, okay, what can I do? What tools, what resources can I give you to help you be more successful in your job? Because my success depends upon your success. I'm no longer evaluated on what I do as an individual contributor. I'm evaluated on how my organization performs. So it was very important to me to be able to uh, uh, reach a level of understanding with uh, with uh, the people that reported to me that I Want you to be successful. I want to know where you want to go uh, Career-wise and I want to help you get there whether that means you stay here within this organization Or I help you move into an organization that you're would be more successful at I uh, I think the term we used at that time was called empowerment. Mm. It was empowering people mm-hmm. to, to be their best. Um, encouraging folks to come forward with ideas. Mm-hmm. Don't be intimidated. I have an open-door policy. Come and talk to me. You know, It was just basically being honest with, with my people, telling mm-hmm. them, okay, here's where we need to go as an organization. Tell me how you can help us get there. From a parental standpoint... Um, it 's the same thing it's it 's empowering it 's empowering the child mm-hmm. for you it was uh, it was more along the lines of i 'm here as a resource to you i don't i don 't necessarily expect to agree with everything that you have to say and we 're not always going to have uh, the same perspective on things but tell me how I can help you get to where you want to be. Because, as a parent, that's my role. I want you to be successful. Because ultimately, you're going to be independent. You're going to you're going to be here one of these days when I'm no longer here. Exactly. So it's how I equip you to deal with life and uh, the future.
0: Yeah, for, for sure. And and. and I find it uh, you know the parallels uh, amazing because and this is why when we when we talk about servant leadership, we end up telling people that this is yes we're we're um, we're giving this to you as a business model and a way of managing people, um, but I mean it starts affecting your entire life because you end up realizing that you can you can uh, you can use these different you know behaviors all across the board in your life, and I think that yeah, being open. To sharing information is so key because there are other parenting styles that I have heard about where restriction of information seems to be the main motivation and looking at that restriction as being a mechanism of safety.
1: Yeah, uh, in, in in the in the professional world, I, I encountered that quite a bit being in in a technical realm. Um, we often use the phrase "knowledge is power." Mm-hmm. Um, however, there were there were a certain number of individuals or a certain percentage of of uh, the folks in the workforce that, once they had that knowledge, that became job security. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, if I hold on to this, then I have security, and you maybe not so much. Um, I don't think they realized at the time that you know, if I share this. Then the organization becomes more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and, and you know that's a difficult one to get across. When you look at the power, when you look at the power model of of, of business, um, you're often you're often encouraged to okay, I can give you something but I can't give you everything because if I do, then then I lose my power.
0: You become obsolete.
1: And you become obsolete. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like planned obsolescence. Um, however, if you don't share that with your peers or your organization, then you reach a point of diminishing returns. Yes. So it's, an, it's really important and again, it, it, it boils down to that factor of honesty and integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, say what you're going to do, and then do what you said you were going to do. Exactly. It's uh, it, it follow through. It's just it's just being real. I, I even boil it down to something that uh, is even more basic than that. Uh, it goes back to life's golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's very important. I think you lose sight of that. In the business world today, when you're caught up with, you know, making a living and building a career path and all of that, um, I think it's, I think it's probably important to point out at, at this point in our conversation that I backed into high tech. I mean, I literally stumbled into high tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that I was able to make a career out of it for thirty years was great, but uh, and and experience different aspects of of what that was all about. But again, the part that I enjoyed the most was being an educator, be it it a technical instructor or whatever, because what that did was A, allow me to interact with people, and B, share what I had learned. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of those lessons were pretty painfully learned, but still uh, important lessons to learn. Yeah. that's what it's all about in life. It's it's the relationships that you make and the relationships that you build, um, that become your legacy. Yeah. Going forward.
0: Exactly. Yeah, because like you said, I mean, and the, the the easiest way of looking at that is, <laughs> you're way older than I am. So at a certain point, I am your legacy. And you and and every parent should be looking at their at their child and going, okay, that is that is who a part of me is going to stay in while I'm gone, you know, and that's how I can perpetuate, um, you know, belief, beliefs that I have, um, uh, behaviors that I hold true and philosophies that I, uh, are near and dear to my heart. Um, so that's fantastic. So what servant leadership behaviors really resonate with you when you're looking at our nine behavior list? um, is there anything that stands out to you when you're looking at it as a father? Um, or, you know, just just what are your favorite ones? Maybe one, one or two that really stand out to you.
1: Um, the couple that really stand out to me, and, and, and I noted four of them, uh, the first one would be to serve first, demonstrate that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was uh, building trust, uh, showing loyalty and extending trust, which at the same time also makes you vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Uh, A really key one for me, and this was one that that I struggled with (laughs) in in the business world and and finally figured out how to plug it into into the business world. I didn't struggle with it as much in in personal life, but it applies to both. It's listening to understand. Um, Taking the time to really listen to what's being said instead of just hearing the words Mm -hmm. Um, it's important to understand where a person's coming from Mm -hmm. and if you don't take the time to listen you're not really going to get the whole picture Mm -hmm. and then uh, the last one was demonstrate courage Um, confronting uh, reality and delivering results I'll give you a prime example here Um, courage is a tough one (laughs) when uh, as you remember not quite a year ago you had a significant health uh, issue arise Yeah. and we had to sit down and have a very very serious conversation about what may or may not happen Mm -hmm. that was not a conversation that I wanted to have with Mm -hmm. you Um, however it was a conversation that needed to take place uh, without a doubt, that was probably the hardest thing that I've ever done as an adult, mm-hmm. either as as a parent or as a leader or whatever. Uh, having to have that conversation about okay, alright, we know what the game plan is, but mm, let's take a look at what might happen or yeah. what might not
0: happen. Worst case scenarios.
1: Um, that was a really difficult conversation for mm-hmm. me, but it needed to be done, and um, I think that also gave you a, a, another perspective on me not mm-hmm. only as a parent but uh, as, as a leader mm-hmm. so um, those were those were the, the behaviors that, that stood out the most for me mm-hmm. of, of, of uh, your servant leadership behaviors list um, what did you think?
0: Well, I mean, going going into it, I mean, you you hit. In all honesty, I know that you know this is <laughs> this is not the uh, or this is a not the most um, uh, precise answer to the question, but all nine obviously can mm-hmm. be used. Um, I love what you said about demonstrating courage because um, the you know the the father is the patriarch of courage within the. Within the you know um, the typical household um, and you know that not not exclusive to every single you know household obviously um and and there's you know many different ways that you're able to as any leader um, and again a leader is is someone who is is influencing others right. so that implies that anybody can be a leader so um but Understanding that as the leader, you're going to be put into situations that you will need to demonstrate a tremendous amount of courage. And to go back to your point, and and for the people that don't know um, what we were kind of um, uh, talking about uh, um, in in lesser detail... um, About a year ago, last August, I I ended up having to go through um, open-heart surgery. Very um, unexpected. Um, It was a very, very random and rare uh, genetic problem that I had that ended up um, uh, resulting in me having a a, a pretty big aneurysm in in, um, my aortic valve. Uh, or aortic tube coming out of my valve and and I needed to have immediate surgery. And so, you know, through the course of about 2 weeks, we ended up ha- I ended up having to see many, many doctors um and uh, uh, they were prepping me for this surgery and the surgery basically, you know, obviously open heart surgery, it's, you know, kind of life or death stuff. It isn't kind of, it totally is life Absolutely. and death. <laughs> and so to see you going through that as the, the father looking at a son going okay um you know this was completely unplanned unpredicted um you know this is something that i was ne- i never thought that i would get dealt these kind of cards and you have to sit with me and have that conversation of okay if this doesn't go well what would you like us to do um, if you don't if you come out of it and don't have an option to, to talk talk to us about it, you know um, that's, that's a true courageous conversation. A very extreme example. Um, but those are what, you know as a leader, you never are as much training as you have, you're never going to be fully prepared and that's when your courage gets gets tested um and so and and you know you stepped up to the plate for sure and and um you know i would i would just encourage all leaders to um you know take those kind of in stride and be able to 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 sit there regardless of whether it's an employment shift um or whether it's you know, something in your home life that you weren't necessarily expecting and you, know, you need to make those tough decisions or at least play the part. And I think that that was something that you did beautifully throughout that time is it doesn't matter what's going on internally. Sometimes you just have to put on a brave face. You know? And that's sometimes the best way to demonstrate courage is just fake it till you make it kind of thing. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so that's awesome. So, in closing, uh-huh. um, do you have any words of wisdom for for the new fathers out there, um, celebrating possibly their first Father's Day this weekend, or um, for any fathers that are facing those big challenges with with their kids?
1: Yeah, a um, couple of thoughts um, for new fathers if you're about to celebrate your first Father's Day, congratulations. Uh, just remember that you're always being watched, and everything you do will come back to haunt you, positively or negatively, <laughs> because the little ones are always watching, and and you are their, their role model. Mm-hmm. Children tend to want to imitate their parents. Uh, for those of us that have been through a couple of Father's Days, uh, the challenges just keep on coming. It eventually gets better but it will get a little more challenging before it gets a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Uh, But patience and and, uh, tenacity will win out. And above all else, never miss an opportunity to tell your kids you love them.
0: That's awesome. Well, Dad, thanks so much for coming in.
1: Hey, it was a pleasure, Brian. I really enjoyed being here this morning. Thanks for this conversation.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, thanks for taking time out of your Friday to come and, and you know, walk in and have this conversation with me um, about your leadership journey. In closing, I would just like to advise people that the most important job that any guy has is being a father, is being a husband, and a son. The, the company that comes first is the home company. That's where your time is best spent and those are the relationships that need the most care. We want to wish everyone a great Father's Day. We want to thank all the dads out there for being a great leader, for serving first, for being courageous, and for being the best example of leadership for their families. We salute you guys and and we thank all of you for listening around the world today for allowing us to continue to add value to your lives. We want to see you next time and goodbye.